This episode of the Mountain Mysteries is brought to you in part by Little Diva's Balloon Decorating. Make your next party or event a memory you'll never forget. You know, for over 11 years, Little Diva's Balloon Decorating has turned events into experiences. And celebrations have been turned into parties. Let Little Divas worry about making your event the best that it can be while you relax and enjoy it. Any event you can imagine, birthdays, anniversaries, weddings, family reunions, graduations, celebrations of life, any event that you can possibly imagine, Little Divas can bring it to life. They specialize in balloon sculptures, cake table archways, and doorway arches. Get a hold of Little Divas right now and make your celebration, reunion, or business function one that people will never forget. Call 606-791-5616. That's 606-791-5616. Or visit them on facebook.com forward slash Little Diva Party Decorations and see for yourself. Of course, delivery is always available for a slight additional charge. Little Divas, it's where memories begin. A production of Sloan Studios. The following may contain strong language and adult situations with depictions of graphic violence. Listener discretion is advised. We all have them. Well, most of us. Dreams. Dreams are something that just about every one of us have. I mean, technically speaking, dreams are defined as a series of thoughts, images, and sensations occurring in a person's mind during sleep. But most of the time, these are some kind of sensations that appear to be fantasy-like in nature. Maybe a dream of flying or doing something that is unimaginable in our conscious state. The other side of that coin is nightmares. They can spring to life in our subconscious and leave us waking up in a cold sweat. But after all, they're just dreams or nightmares, right? Right? Well, there is that rare occasion. It's rare, but it does happen. Maybe it's happened to you. Have you ever dreamed something and then days, weeks, or even months later, it comes to pass? Well, that changes things. It may appear at first to be something like deja vu, and then it hits you like a brick that this was what you dreamed about. It could just be your mind processing the events of the day or subconscious desires that you may have. It could be reconciling some loss or grief that you've suffered. It is not uncommon to dream about those that we've loved and lost, as it can be, and most often is, one of the most traumatic experiences we'll ever endure. But in some rare cases, it seems some people have went through something different, something paranormal. Something we can't seem to wrap our heads around. When the spirit of a loved one comes to us in our dreams to comfort us and give us hope. Or when the dream itself actually comes true. That is what this Mountain Mysteries episode is all about. 
Episode 66, What Dreams Might Come. Over 24% of the 1.9 billion square acres in America alone, the mountains that so many people call home, also play host to some of the most staggering mysteries in the world. The missing. And she said, I knew I wasn't there anymore. The murdered. All my emotions just went blank, just like, just blank. And I still live with that today. I think about that so much today as he was in that water. Strange creatures. Whatever it was, it was standing up. I'm out here looking through the window now and I don't see anything. I don't want to go outside. I mean, it was a, nope, we need to get out of town. Unexplained lights and sightings. It does not look like an airplane. They come together and then they separate and they just keep doing this all the time. These stories may be strange. They may be sad. They may be odd but they are mysterious. These are the Mountain Mysteries, and now your host, Chris Sloan. They're a lasting source of mystery for scientists and psychological doctors. But why do dreams occur? What causes them? Better yet, can we control them? And what do they mean? Did you know that we may not remember dreaming, but everyone is thought to dream between three and six times each night? It's thought that every dream that we have lasts somewhere between five to 20 minutes. Around 95% of dreams are forgotten by the time that we get out of bed. Dreaming can help us learn and develop long-term memories. And those without sight, blind people, can dream more with other sensory components compared with people who have sight. Now, there are several theories about why it is that we dream to begin with. I mean, is this just a part of the sleep cycle, or does it serve some other purpose? Well, possible explanations include representing unconscious desires and wishes, interpreting random signals from the brain and body during sleep, or maybe our mind is consolidating and processing information that we came across throughout the day. And it could be working as a form of psychotherapy, something that we have to work out in our minds, and maybe at the time or at the moment it's too much for our conscious minds to take on. Now, there's been evidence in new research methodologies. Researchers have speculated that dreaming serves the following functions. Offline memory, reprocessing, in which the brain consolidates learning and memory. Preparing for possible future threats. Cognitive simulation of real-life experiences. Uh, kind of like dreaming is a subsystem of the waking default network a part of our brain's way to remain active during daydreaming and dreaming alike. 
and it could also be helping to develop cognitive capabilities, reflecting unconscious mental functions in a psychoanalytic way, the processing of the past, and getting us ready for what lies ahead. A lot of this is an uncertain science. It's not known. But there are, by nature, difficulties to study in a laboratory. Uh, this is not something that you can just hook your mind to a machine and it spits out answers. But technology and new research techniques could help improve our understanding of dreams. So, how do we dream? Well, there's five phases in a sleep cycle. Stage one is when you just start to fall asleep, that light sleep, slow eye movement, and reduced muscle activity. This forms about 4-5% to 5 of total sleep. Stage 2 is when your eyes stop moving and your brain waves become slower, with occasional bursts of rapid waves called spindles that form somewhere between 45-55% to 55 of total sleep. Stage 3 is extremely slow brain waves called delta waves. They start to show up, interspersed with smaller, faster waves. That's only about 4-6% to of total sleep. The fourth stage of sleep is when the brain produces delta waves almost fully. It is difficult to wake someone up during stages 3 and 4. That's what we call deep sleep. Now there's no eye movement or muscle activity during this phase. People awaken while in deep sleep tend to not be very receptive. They don't immediately adjust and for a long time, actually quite a while, they can feel disoriented after they've woken up. That forms about 12 to 15% of total sleep. Stage 5 is perhaps the one you've heard most about. It's called REM, or rapid eye movement. Breathing becomes more rapid, irregular, and shallow. Eyes jerk rapidly in various directions, and limb muscles become temporarily paralyzed. The rate of your heart increases, blood pressure rises, and males can develop erections during this period. When people awaken during REM sleep, they often describe a bizarre and illogical state and stories that just didn't make sense. These are dreams. This stage accounts for about 20 to 25% of total sleep time. Dreams are a universal human experience that can be described as a state of consciousness characterized by sensory, cognitive, and emotional occurrences during sleep. The dreamer has reduced control over the content, the things that they see in their dreams, and activation of the memory. There's no significant difference between the neuroscientific and psychoanalytic approaches to dream analysis. Neuroscientists are interested in the structures involved in how we dream and the way that we dream. But psychoanalysts, well, they concentrate on the meaning of dreams and placing them in the context of relationships in the history of the dreamer. For example... Uh, dreams about parents, dreams about friends, uh, dreams about strange things and how they relate to our experiences and relationships. Now, reports of dreams tend to be full of emotional and vivid experiences that do contain themes, concerns, dream figures, and objects that correspond closely to waking life. Now, these particular elements create a novel reality out of seemingly nothing, producing an experience with lifelike time frames and connections. Well, just as there's dreams, there's also nightmares. And these little tricky bastards that can cause you to sit upright in a cold sweat. Nightmares are stress-causing dreams that will create 
a feeling that the dreamer has a number of disturbing emotions. Common reactions to a nightmare include fear and anxiety. They can occur both in kids and adults, and their causes can include stress, fear, trauma, emotional difficulties, illness, and use of certain medications or drugs. But when you sit down and try to interpret what some of these things mean, what goes on through our minds just before we fall asleep? Well, that could affect the content of what we're dreaming about. In other words, let's say it's exam time. Students may dream about course content. People in a relationship may dream about their other. Web developers, well, they could see programming code. Circumstantial, no doubt. But these observations suggest that elements from the everyday reemerge in a dreamlike imaginary state. Yes, it's no doubt circumstantial, but these observations suggest that elements from the everyday reemerge in dreamlike images during the transition from being awake to being asleep. Studies have examined the characters that appear in dream reports and how the dreamer identifies them. A study of 320 adult dream reports found that 48% of characters represented a named person known to the person dreaming. 35% of characters were identified by their social role, for example, a cop, or a relationship to a dreamer such as a friend. 16% were not recognized. But among these named characters included 32% were identified by appearance, 21% by behavior, 45% were identified by face, and 44% were identified by just knowing, end quote. Now, these elements of bizarreness were reported in 14% of named and generic characters. There was another study that investigated the relationship between dream emotion and dream character identification. Affection and joy were commonly associated with known characters and were used to identify them when these emotional attributes were inconsistent with those of the waking state. Do memories play a part in dreams? Yeah, that, that answer would probably have to be yes. The concept of repression dates back to Freud. Now, Freud maintained that undesirable memories could be suppressed in the mind. We put them away, file 13, back burner, however you want to put it. But the dreams ease repression by allowing these memories to slowly be reinstated. Now, research showed that sleep does not help people forget unwanted memories. Instead, REM sleep might even counteract the voluntary suppression of memories, making them more accessible for retrieval. Two types of temporal effects characterize the incorporation of memories into dreams. The day residue effect, which involves immediate incorporations of events from the preceding day. What happened? right before you went to sleep. All throughout that day, what happened? That could play a role. And then there's the dream lag effect, which involves incorporating delays by about a week. What happened within the week before you went to sleep on a particular night? The findings of one study suggest that processing memories into dream incorporation takes a cycle of around seven days. Well that can help further the functions of socio-emotional adaptation and memory consolidation. To put it in layman's terms, it takes about a week to process things in your mind and your subconscious that could possibly play out into dreams, helping you to consolidate things and to realize what was important, what wasn't, 
and what mattered most to you. Dream lag is when the images, experiences, or people that emerge in dreams are images, experiences, or people that you've seen recently, maybe the day before or even the week before. The idea is that certain types of experiences take a week to become encoded into long-term memory, and some of the images from the consolidation process may appear in a dream. Events experienced while awake are said to feature in 1-2% to of dream reports, although 65% of dream reports reflect aspects of recent waking life experiences. Well, this is all a bit technical, I understand. But hopefully it was to give you some insight into what we're getting ready to talk about now. Inside each and every one of us, there's curiosity for the unknown. Whether or not we choose to explore it is a different story. But we can't deny that there's forces at play around us every day that we can't explain. Some people follow their instincts and explore the parameters of the unknown world, pushing the boundaries of the veils hidden between light and dark. Some of us do it for fun. Some of us do it for knowledge. Or maybe a more sinister cause. Some people seek answers and assurance from sources outside of this realm that we live in. Sometimes, sometimes, these beings, well, they seek to contact us. How exactly can we hope to communicate with apparitions or ghosts, whatever you want to call them, that live in the peripheral or not in this world? How could they let us know that they're still here among us? I wonder if they have a specific message to give, maybe an instruction to pass down, or maybe some of them are looking for reassurance that they have not been forgotten. You know, throughout history, people claim to have been contacted by ghosts through their dreams. Many people push these encounters aside as an overactive imagination or simply a vivid dream, but... The answer, I don't think, is nearly as simple as that, no matter how much... We want to convince ourselves otherwise. How are we supposed to know the best ways for an inconceivable being to communicate when we can hardly agree on whether or not such a being even exists in the first place? Well, that's why it really isn't so far-fetched to imagine that spirits can contact us through our dreams. It would make sense for them to come to us in a more relaxed and peaceful state. They wouldn't have to fight nearly as hard to get in. Spirits contact us through dreams for a lot of different reasons. They may be helping console a grieving family member by letting them know that they are okay. They might be offering help or guidance, or even passing on instructions for a task that they left behind that wasn't complete. Remember that it is extremely rare that a ghost is out to try and hurt us. We get frightened so easily because we don't understand what we're dealing with, and fear is so often struck by things that are not known or when we don't know how to handle it. You know, losing somebody that you love is going to be one of the most difficult things that you'll ever have to come to terms with. We might not even be aware that we are longing for a sign that they are okay and are at peace. Spirits, however, pick up on this. They don't deal with strictly what we know of as 
the waking hours or when we are completely coherent. They also deal with the subconscious. Once their human body has passed on, they are left with their spirit alone and that's it. And not many options on how to communicate with us. They can't write us a note or, well, that would be rare. They can't pick up a phone and call us, that would be rare too. So dreams are probably the most common way for spirits to make contact. While we're asleep, we are at our most comfortable state. Our conscious mind is completely at rest and it's more relaxed and giving less resistance to outside forces. Spirits find it easier to enter our consciousness at this point and do not need to put up much of a fight to get through. There's a reason why paranormal investigators will tell you to pay attention to children and animals. Animals cannot be taught that such things don't exist and children have never been taught at that point that such things don't exist. Hence, they're both wide open. Open minds. Open thoughts, open ideas. As we are used to dreaming, we're more comfortable seeing something out of the ordinary during our sleep than in the waking day. Maybe that's because we can simply write it off that it was a dream. Seeing a loved one appear to us while we're asleep is definitely much more comforting than having them appear to us in the middle of the day. Our minds are more open to processing and receiving this information in a dream state and we're way more likely to pay close attention to the details when we're in a dream. Spirits will usually communicate with symbols, signs, scenes, and words. This can be confusing at first, but everything is there for a reason, and everything would have been chosen for a specific purpose. They would want to give us a very definite and a very precise messages, but they have limited resources, time, and limited energy to do so. You know, if you ever experience a dream with different symbols and signs, it's probably best to try to decipher them than to take the message at strictly face value. There are many books that can guide you through signs used by spirits. A lot of professionals who study this field, as well as many different resources on the internet too. All too often, a symbol will mean something completely different than what you first assumed that it meant. You know what? It's a really good idea. You can pick one of these up anywhere. Get you a small notebook and keep a dream journal. It'll help you keep track of these dreams. As you wake up after a dream, or even in the morning, write down everything that you remember in detail. That's key. Write it down in detail. Keep the journal next to your bed. So that is the first thing that you do after waking up. Write down every detail you can. Often, it's the smaller signs and symbols that are the most important. A lot of people doubt whether or not that they're being visited by a spirit, or if they just had a strange, vivid dream. People who experience these dreams regularly say that you will definitely know if you have been visited. Just try not to doubt yourself too much and trust your instincts. A dream visitation will be peaceful and calm. The apparition, that of a loved one, or as someone else who has passed, is usually surrounded by light. Light could be different colors, too. They'll offer encouraging words of comfort and maybe a message for you or someone else. Sometimes, spirits choose people to convey a message for them. This happens 
when that chosen person is more open to receiving the spirit in a dream. So, they're more likely to receive the message and be able to pass it on than the intended recipient may be. But, this word of caution, be careful about opening yourself up to these visitations too freely. You may be looking forward to being visited by a lost loved one in your sleep, but becoming too open to these could invite some darker forces to come and play. And believe me, that's the last thing you want. Keep yourself protected. In your mind, think only of who you would allow in and ask for guidance and light to protect you while you sleep. Once something more sinister has worked its way in, you can be incredibly difficult to get rid of. There are also many different ways that spirits might be signaling to us that they are trying to make contact. If you're experiencing these dreams and notice one or more of what we're getting ready to talk about, you can assure yourself that somebody is trying to get a hold of you. Maybe you've heard your name being called. You turn around, no one there. That can often be a spirit using all of the energy that they can muster to get your attention. It almost sounds as if it's been called in your head and you can't find the source of the sound at all. Don't ignore it. Just try and focus on this voice when it happens. There may be more to that message. Have you ever sensed the presence? Feels like you can feel someone watching you. Someone follows you into a room. It's not an ominous or threatening feeling. Spirits can make their presence felt. It won't be a suffocating feeling or one that feels dangerous. Instead, it will just be a feeling of someone else occupying your space, even if you can't see them. Don't be afraid. Remember, when fear takes over, you lose connection. Just be happy that you have someone by your side watching over you. You know, that's quite possibly the greatest feeling in the world. Sometimes objects move around. I've had this happen to me. You place your car keys here, they show up there. Small stuff like that. Well, there are times through great effort and energy that spirits are able to move small objects around. If you see a small item fall or move out of the corner of your eye with no explanation, it could be someone trying to make contact with you. Hopefully it's nothing expensive that ends up breaking, but what better way to get your attention? Sometimes, and this has happened to me, on the Mountain Mysteries gatherings. I would be in the studio and all of a sudden, with no reasonable explanation, the studio lights would flicker. Spirits are able to manipulate electricity and energy quite easily. They manage to alter the flow of electricity and make lights flicker. Now, as scary as that might be at the time, just remember that it's coming from a loved one who just wants you to know that they are there. Spirits, apparitions, and ghosts, whatever you want to call them, they try different methods to get their message across because it's worth getting across. The most direct and effective way is by contacting us through our dreams. They're able to talk or give signs of what they need to say. And we are often able to remember this information. So pay close attention to these dreams and any other signs that may be happening around you. And remember to follow your instincts. Don't doubt what you suspect. There might be a very important message waiting for you. 
Or it might just be that little bit of comfort that you need to see some peace. Listen, there's no doubt about it. Spirits are all around us. They're stuck between our earth and the afterlife in some cases. They're people. They are lonely. Can you imagine what it would be like to watch your family move on after you've passed away? That's an experience that I can't even start to comprehend. I would want my family to, yes, but... I cannot imagine that degree of difficulty. Especially if I've left behind some kind of unfinished business. Or a chapter that was left open, or words left unsaid. It's completely understandable why they would try to want to make contact. Comforting a lonely wife, or a husband that they've left behind. Giving wisdom and direction to a lost son or daughter or even just making their presence known so you know that they love you. Spirits, without a doubt in my mind, do have a play in this world. And I think that we owe it to our loved ones who have passed on to show them as much effort in receiving their communication as they have shown us in giving that communication. I hope you'll like, follow, and share the Mountain Mysteries. Remember the gatherings Thursday nights at 9.05 p.m. And if you would be kind enough, support us on Patreon. Leave us a five-star review wherever you may be listening to this at, and maybe a few kind words in the review section. Follow The Mountain Mysteries on Facebook.com forward slash The Mountain Mysteries. On Instagram at Instagram.com forward slash The Mountain Mysteries. And support us on Patreon. Links are on the homepage, www.TheMountainMysteriesPodcast.com. If you enjoy The Mountain Mysteries, please subscribe and give us a five-star rating. That helps us so much. You can also help support The Mountain Mysteries by visiting our sponsors, whose links are below, or by donating at Patreon or the PayPal link shown in the notes. Patreon subscribers will receive early commercial-free episodes and more. Production of Sloan Studios. Stay mysterious.